Hello, and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, proudly presented by Roast House Pub, where elevated culinary creations meet a fresh, evolving craft beer selection, making it one of Frederick's unique dining destinations. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Chris Sands, and uh, I'm excited for this week's uh, episode, not only because my guest is an awesome human being, um, but it means that they have finally opened and uh, everyone can try their beer. <laughs> Apparently, they are very excited, too. So I'm, I'm joined right now just by Steven Perez from Homemade. Is it just Homemade or is it Homemade? Yeah, it's Homemade Brewing Company. Homemade Brewing. Yeah. Homemade um, Brewing. There's a CO on the Crowler. Homemade Brewing Company. Yes. All right. Because um, I promised myself I was going to get names correct this episode because I was on like a three-week run where I got everything wrong. <laughs> that's funny. And it might be uh, going into it a little preemptively, but actually homemade um, used to be homemade packaging. We were a packaging and design company, and I really like the aspect, the name and the logo. So okay, wait, 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 wait. You're getting way ahead of I this. I, that's a this question I, I ask later on. Exactly. This is where I was like, I might be a little preemptive <laughs> yes, here. Yes, you are. So just settle down a little bit. Brewing <laughs> um, hopefully at some point, the your other the other half of you, the second co-founder, Lucas, is it Pinion? I've never heard his last Pinion. name said. I yep, got it Pinion. right. I, yep. I'm batting a thousand today. I got every <laughs> name right. I'm yep. s- you have no idea how proud of myself I am right now. <laughs> and you know what? All it took was drinking a half a crowler of Kid Chameleon to be able to do that. <laughs> but I was responsible. I chose the 6% beer instead of the 8% beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly enough, that's how we uh, market Kid Chameleon. <laughs> as, as the one that, that you can still function after drinking half a yeah. crowler. <laughs> I guess technically that would be fight milk, but yeah, yeah. So I guess we'll see how we are towards the end of it once I make the rest of the way through this. All right. So I first met you in, it was February, um, at Love Thy Beer, which... I think we crossed paths a little earlier. Oh, that's right. I met you... you, Maryland Craft Beer. Yeah, Yeah. and possibly, didn't I meet you at Old Mother? Yes, actually, even yeah. before that, yeah, we did cross paths there. I actually didn't even know what you did, and you didn't know what I did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was an organic meetup. Hopefully, um, I was nice to you. <laughs> you were extremely nice, right. and weirdly enough, Nick was glorifying you as well. <laughs> well, I have nothing nice to say about Nick. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so then we reconnected at Love Thy Beer, but that was the first time that uh i ever got to try your beer and it was phenomenal and apparently i was not the only one that thought so because you also won the trophy that year defeating old mother for the first time in three three years i think yeah we did another another uh um and remind me what beer was that for um so I think it was a blueberry cobbler sour that we did. Yes, that's what um, it was for. We did bring a few of them, and I feel like we got votes for all three of them that we brought. But the the blueberry cobbler is the one that we proposed as the love thy beer. The Cupid's curse, or the I think Cupid's that's what's. Yeah, yeah. 
So people were right. It was a very good beer. So congratulations on winning that. Um, awesome. Yep. So it was at that point where we we decided that as soon as you opened, I would have you on as a guest. And here we are. You are open. <laughs> um, not right now, though, because we're in the middle of a blizzard. And, right. Right. Um, but you are selling beer, um, delicious beer, which... Finally. Uh, so... <laughs> First, I think we should give a little shout out to hopefully there is more plenty of Kid Chameleon for people to get because. Yes. Okay, good. Because people should go get it because it's absolutely delicious. Yeah, that's actually a collab that we did with our friends over in Solus Brewing as well. Oh, I need to have them on too. I love their beer. Yeah. Yep. Um, something the community has done is be super helpful during these trying times and yeah they allowed us to do a fun ipa uh kind of a hybrid white ipa uh on their bigger system so why why is it called a white ipa uh so there's actually different versions of white ipa but this in particular is a mix of a wheat beer and this one a hazy. Okay. So we actually use second generation Chimay yeast in this. We did the traditional uh, coriander, orange, and uh, lemon peel. And then we dry hopped it with Citra and Sabro. So we started it off as a wit beer. It did um, age on Chimay, or yeast was Chimay. And then we introduced a dry hop that introduced the biotransformation as far as. Uh, kind of a blend between yeah a wit and a hazy so and this one is not your traditional white beer per se it's a little heavier on the hazy side but it has uh, drier notes wine notes like a wine finish and more grapefruit finish as well there's definitely a lot of grapefruit in there which is a good thing because yeah, grapefruit yeah, belongs in beer your... or at least that flavor <laughs> and actually even yeah. the fruit itself yeah yeah i agree I um agree. and it tastes delicious out of this my fancy new homemade brewing glass made by uncapped sponsor acs brand my beverage oh you like that segue don't you yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so did you did you ever brew professionally before being a Um, professional now Uh, a few years yeah actually ended up helping uh bavarian brothers over at a Bavarian inn in shepherdstown Um, I was early on there helping them out, um, kind of in the, in the transition of me, dream, like the dreamer phase. Um, I realized, you know, I was just a home brewer. I need to get a little more hands-on experience, um, at an actual brewery. So they took me on kind of as a consultant, but I actually learned a lot through that as well. Um, yeah, cause I was going to say it, uh, it's not that often. I mean, it definitely happens that someone who was just a home brewer opens and their beer is as good as yours is when they open. <laughs> and actually, well, I mean, yours was you. this good, uh, what, 10 months ago? No, yeah, 10 months ago before you were even open. Yeah. So to be fair, I have been working on recipes for years as far as dialing in certain recipes, um, stylistically and unstylistically as well. So... Did um, did Lucas ever brew professionally, 
or is he homebrew yeah. bred? Uh, he has brewed professionally, which is actually why we work really well together. He's been in the game a while. He used to brew up in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. Um, which is quite a hot spot for beer right now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had a few different ones, but I think the latest one being a brewery called Pigskin Brewery. Okay. Uh, and then when he moved back over here, he actually was the lead brewer over at Berkeley Springs the last two year and a half, I'd say. It was a year and a half, two years at Berkeley. Yeah, a year and a half. So then, uh, yeah, we, we whipped, scooped him up, and <laughs> <laughs> he makes really, really good uh, traditional beer. And if you've had my beer, you know I make traditional with variants as well. So we work really well together. That's what every, I think everything I've had from you has been far from traditional. Right. <laughs> it's, exactly. it's all exactly. a very, very big twist on something like your hazies yes. aren't even traditional. It's exactly. a, it's a hazy wit beer hybrid. Yep. Yep. And, uh, most people who do know me know I talk about Belgian yeast way too much. Um, and that's kind of what with, uh, honestly, beer was, uh, yeast cultivation and water chemistry. So, uh, yeah, once I learned about Belgian yeast, I started taking every single traditional beer and bass, <laughs> making it a bastard beer and abusing it with Belgian yeast. But I found, uh, the notes that I actually preferred in beer. And from that, yeah, really worked on more yeast, yeast cultivation to see what it is about certain for I wonder um so what is what are the flavors from Belgian yeast that you enjoy cuz like typically I don't like Belgian style beers Right and I think the reason mo most people do say that is they assimilate it with like a clovey or banana Yes well banana thing. banana I don't mind clove I hate clove Clove yeah so so I think um, for me, I actually pr prefer to ferment my beer a little lower in temperature. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that honestly, that produces a little more esters rather than phenols. And you're getting a little more fruit forward from the yeast rather than the clove that you would get at a higher temperature. I, I, somehow I um, never learned that before right now. Yeah, and that's that's actually the cool but weird thing about yeast is it, it it's even the same strain can react differently depending on your their environment, and that's what got my brain thinking like oh you're you're saying there's yeast that's susceptible to you know it could be it could brew at fifty or ferment at fifty four degrees or it could go as high as ninety degrees, and just because it can doesn't mean it should. Yeah. So that that's learning. Well, which what attributes of the yeast do I prefer in my beer? And that's where I learned uh, fermenting lower with Belgian yeast actually produces the higher fruits. Uh, sometimes like a toffee caramel aspect as well, without the lingering uh, sweetness from the malt. And kind of just made that my shtick was you know I liked brewing traditional beers. Uh, however. I like switching up the yeast. So it changes that whole tradition to something completely different because it's not no longer traditional. Um, so yeah, usually the grist will be a traditional thing though. It starts off as an, 
an intended thing, but then me you throw a weird yeast. yeast at it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I, seeing what sticks pretty much. I can't remember who it was now. Um, but there was someone from, I wish I could remember who it was so I could attribute it to him. Um, it was a brewer telling me that they think like going forward, yeast is going to be one of the most important defining features in craft beer. That, I actually wholeheartedly agree yeah, with that. And, and that's why I was bringing it up because like listening to you talk, it like it, it reminded me of that um, because the more you play with yeast, like it, it's like hops, but he was saying like at this point, like that has kind of reached a point where everything, like everyone's using the same hops and it, very exactly. similar blends and that's yep. very yep. S- the same. So if you want to differentiate yourself, yeast is where it's going to be done. Oh, absolutely. And it's a, it's such an easy, uh, <laughs> it's an easy thing to mess up, but it's also one of those things that when it works really well, you almost wonder why more people haven't done it. <laughs> so do, um, do you end up with more misses by being experimental with yeast though? Or like, um, is it so less forgiving? Um, not so much anymore because I waited to start the brewery until I knew Okay, I felt I know what I was doing because yeah, there's no room for error on that end uh, to be that experimental on, on the bigger scale, even though we're not big. I mean, we're a three and a half barrel brewery, but um, there's pretty much using what I've learned from yeast of cultivation as a home brewer and over at Bavarian um, and applying that here. And a lot of the stuff I will do, uh, well, used to do was hybrid, hybrid blends. And now I'm going to selfishly plug someone. Uh, we, we use Jasper yeast. Wait, he's been we, on. I love Jasper. Yeah, that guy taught which, me so much. He's, I, I don't even know what times more smarter than me. Um, but the guy is a genius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Same. Uh, I really enjoy talking to him. He's another, I haven't even gone full, like full force on it yet, but from what I have talked to him, uh, yeah, he knows his shit and he's gotten us some really cool strains already, uh, super fast and they've taken off way quicker than I've actually ever experienced from any other yeast supplier. So I am a very, very happy happy camper over here and huge advocate for Jasper yeast especially well, if you're like me and you want to experiment but don't want to screw up the yeast yeah um, <laughs> he, can, he can make it for you let's take a real quick um sponsor break and then when we come back we can we can talk a little bit more about yeast and then awesome. we still need actually i mean we're 17 minutes in and we haven't even really gotten the backstory of homemade yet we got so oh, yeah so <laughs> off track talking about yeast all right so um we will be right back awesome uncapped is brought to you by one of frederick's original maryland craft beer destinations located off of urbana pike featuring a warm inviting atmosphere and knowledgeable staff serving up fresh locally sourced culinary creations and unique craft beers on tap open seven days a week our friends at roast house pub invite you to enjoy a casual lunch happy hour specials delicious dinners, and specialty desserts. Follow them on social media to keep up to date on their monthly beer dinners, mom's spaghetti dinner battles, 
and what beer is being featured for Buck Above Monday. Idiom Brewing Company proudly offers a delicious variety of beers to satisfy the most discerning tastes. Best known for their wide array of IPAs, delicious fruited sours, and robust porters and stouts, Idiom has a simple goal in mind, to bring people from all walks of life together, to enjoy themselves and each other. Whether you're a hophead looking for explosively juicy IPAs, are one of the adventurous few looking to try boozy, sour, or complex flavors, or just looking to enjoy classic styles and seasonal favorites, they'll have a little something for you. Idiom Brewing Company is located in downtown Frederick, just south of the intersection of East Street and East Patrick Street, with ample seating directly on Carroll Creek. Uncapped is brought to you with support from McClintock Distilling, Maryland's first and only organic certified distillery. They are well known for their award-winning gin and are rapidly growing a name for themselves for their matchstick bourbon and bootjack rye whiskey that have both won double gold at international spirits competitions. You can visit them in historic downtown Frederick along Carroll Creek for tours and tastings. Go to McClintockDistilling.com for more information. Yeah, it was actually, we were down in, we, we went down to Virginia, um, this was back when we were recording episodes in person because it was safe to be around other people um, and set up shop at um, Ocelot oh, nice. and re- recorded an episode with them. And then Jasper and I can't, oh, I feel horrible. I can't remember his name, but his partner, the both of them came on and taught us all kinds of stuff about yeast. <laughs> yeah. And from what I understand too, like they provide like a ridiculous amount of support like like we'll teach you everything for free just for buying yeast from them yep yep yeah when i first uh when we first started using them they actually sent us a couple starters which no one else does in the industry and it's awesome uh, yeah we were super actually helped quite a bit um so what's your favorite type of yeast to work with is it belgian yeast how'd you know <laughs> lucky guess um uh yeah actually really like the adrenus strain it's a belgian ale strain um something about it when you ferment low gives you this like toffee caramel uh note to it or alongside the malt obviously but um that to me has been the cleanest belgian yeast i think i've ever can't come across and i will let go of my secret here. That's what we use in all of our cream ales as well. So it's, again, not a traditional cream ale because it has Belgian yeast in it, but the Belgian yeast is so clean and it attenuates perfectly for that style that it's become a house a house yeast. What are your thoughts on Kavik? I have mixed feelings. Uh, <laughs> I like the concept, but it's the same thing going back of, you know, any yeast can do that. It's just that yeast is doing a little cleaner, or mm. they say a little cleaner, um, and depending on the, the strain as well. But I have yet, personally, I have yet to find one that I like because it always produces this, like, sulfury or something's going on that I can't quite pick up, and I stay away from it. But that being said, I have had some that kind of surprised me, too, where... It was super clean. I was told it was done in a week's time, and I refuse to believe it, but it, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, did you? Yeah, I will, 
I'll Did, never hate on a yeast. I just am always skeptical. I hate on Kavik a lot. Um, <laughs> and I think it's more of there are a lot of breweries that don't know how to use it. Exactly. And, I think, yep. Uh, yep. Have you did you have you had any of the ones old mother made with it? Actually, yeah, the uh, they're, they're, Peter Weichmann. Yeah, I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, like, and it those... was it was a fresher batch. Um, and luckily, I like we're ten minutes away from Antietam Brewery, so they dropped some off, and it was fresh as can be. And even with age, that beer because I remember I left one alone for like a two two three week period revisited it and it i was impressed it actually stopped cleaned up talking nicely. about that being old you're perpetuating <laughs> the problem of people talking about an ipa yes. being old if it's this is this is the problem right is like the whole point of that yeast is what to rush it yeah and you can't really rush it so <laughs> so actually with time the weirdly the 21 day regiment which is three weeks can actually help <laughs> it can um, actually help yeah, I think Old Mother is a brewery that does make that that uses the the yeast well. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, they were taught how to use it from a gentleman from that area of the world. That Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so oh, that's right. I remember when he did come and visit. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember his name. I think his name's Peter. Cuz I remember I You're right. Cuz it makes sense. I can yeah. hear Keith <laughs> saying Peter in a weird accent trying to pretend like yeah. he was from <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um and uh, I just had one from Full Tilt that was also Ooh, okay. really, really, really good. Nice. Um, I, I think I have some more. I'll just save you one. I'll drop it off to you. Awesome. Um, I made one that I was happy with once, but it had Sabro in it. Uh, H. I think back before before it was Sabro, it was like HBCP, HBC 437 or something like that. And um, – it was the first time I was actually okay with the Kvike beer because the Sabro produced like this coconut thing, which worked really well with the pineapple sulfur thing going on. Mm-hmm. And it created this tropical paradise beer that I didn't have to like overcompensate with any sort of hops to make that happen. And that in itself was an interesting experiment that, um, with yeast that I was like, Oh, this could work. Um, but yeah, I, I'm still a little skeptical, and not because of the yeast, just because of a lot of people trying to use it as a rushing uh, technique rather than the yeast itself. I um I will routinely hate on that yeast and Idaho Seven. I hate Idaho Seven. <laughs> yeah, Idaho Seven also has a time and place, but it is it's distinctive. That's for sure. Honestly, I'll make the same argument for Sabro. I know it's starting to be in the same category. Some people hate it. Some people love it. Um, but the subjectivity within all our palates is actually the thing that kind of kind of tickles my brain, to be honest with you. So how um, you you – the way you made it sound, it's it, it seems like you and Lucas haven't known each other for a long time. Yeah, or- no. Uh, we weirdly met starting separate breweries. Um, when I was looking, when I had my stint looking in West Virginia, like Martinsburg area for a brick and mortar, um, 
he was kind of like following me on untapped and Instagram and stuff. Um, so when I, every time I went to festivals, he would like text me and tell me like, Oh dude, you're doing really good on the ratings or whatever. And then, so eventually we met up, um, because we were both looking in Martinsburg area, got a good vibe, decided we were going to team up. Um, once the Martinsburg area didn't happen, we still decided, you know, we should, instead of failing separately, succeed together. So we decided to, uh, yeah, take a stab at it. And honestly, didn't couldn't have made the better choice because dude is freaking funny. He's awesome. And he brews extremely good beer and has the experience that I don't have. So <laughs> it worked out. Yeah, I mean, I can't attest for him on a personal level from, like, as well as you know, but I know at least from um, what he posts on Facebook, he's funny. He's so funny. <laughs> he's ridiculous. <laughs> he's ridiculous. And it, and it's funny, in person, he doesn't he doesn't try to seem the type, but then, yeah, if you're Facebook friends with him, you're, like, you're going to laugh throughout the day. So you mentioned... Um, following each other and on tap on untapped and looking at uh reviews what are what are your thoughts on like do you do you put a lot of stock in reviews on there or do you not care um personally me i i don't care at all but uh i have seen where it's helped homemade especially especially me being um you know we started branding ourselves two year two and a half years ago um, started doing the festival circuit uh, because I thought maybe that would be a good way to get our name out there. Um, and I'm glad I did because we see a lot of breweries that kind of just start and they're like, Hey, we're here, accept us. Yeah. And then they have no like footprint or following. Um, so in that regard, I think untapped has actually helped us because it's given people the like, Oh, there's something coming for years and years. Yeah. There's something coming. Um, and getting to try the beer, analyze the beer and me, let me know kind of like what works and what didn't work. That way I can solidify those beers before I treat like the tap room as a guinea pig. Um, because as you mentioned, a lot of new breweries don't start right off, like right out of the gate with heavy hitters. And I didn't want to be that brewery who like most people would be like, Oh, we'll try them again in a year. Uh, we wanted to start strong. Um, so in a sense, personally, I don't like the app, but I do think it's helped gauge pretty much our audience and get our name out there as well. So helpful, but, um, still dislike it like every other brewery. Yeah. It's just because of the, the same reason I love it is I hate it. The whole subjectivity within this whole thing. Um, yeah, and there's so many variables within that that it becomes like this. Like for me, I start short circuiting. Like, uh, get, get, cannot <laughs> com- compute um, because I start to overanalyze things, and I really shouldn't. It's a beer. A beer should be a beer, and that's yeah, it. it's yeah. some people aren't going to like it. Some people yeah. are going to. I mean, I think the only time I put any stock into a review at all is if you read it. And you can tell the person isn't being subjective on their taste. Absolutely. Like yeah, if they're absolutely. saying, yeah. this is a horrible beer, here are the off flavors that I'm picking yep. up. There's tons yeah. of diacetyl. It's infected yeah. with this. Like then that's a useful review. And it's funny because for me, that review would make me actually want to taste the beer. 
to see if that oh, is right. an actual thing. Yeah. Or if it was subjective and like maybe they were just having a bad day and like Brewer gave him a bad look and they were yeah. like, no. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that that stuff is uh is interesting. And, and on the flip side, you can tell when people are passionate about it too and actually care about what they're drinking and they kind of are over emphatic about what they're drinking and not in a bullshit way, but in a yeah. legit. <laughs> are you, are you implying like every time I talk about how amazing a beer that has my f- picture on the can is? Yeah. Like, like it, it just happens to be the best <laughs> beer ever. <laughs> I, I, mean, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, this can of sands jams is the best beer that was ever made. Promo. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I keep a can right by me just oh, for this. Oh, that's a good one. I don't think I caught that one actually. Sands jams. I don't think I caught that one. Yeah. Well, you know that's what? Great. Brace yourself <laughs> because I mean it hasn't been officially announced yet, but I might as well say ah. there will be there will be a second coming of it. <gasps> a second coming, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> you hear it here first. Now watch yeah. Dan Dan listen and then climb me and yell at me. <laughs> I did have a streak of about a dozen episodes where I brought up and promoted Dan's jams. I mean, Sans jams. And right. la- last week was the first time I didn't. So I broke my oh, streak. Man. So, so I you got to restart yeah, it this I had to, week. I had yeah. to resurrect it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's take um, one more quick sponsor break. And we need to go with the other normal questions I ask of where, where the name homemade came from. I'll finally let you finish that story that you <laughs> From the so, yeah. so rudely tried to just tell in the beginning. I was trying to do a five-minute interview, like just nip everything in the bud. No, we don't do that around here. We drag <laughs> it out as long as possible. I have nowhere to be. <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely don't have anywhere to go safely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we will be right back. There are many reasons why I have chosen District East for where I purchase beer. I love the flexibility of being able to make a custom six-pack or take home a crowler from one of the eight beers on tap. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff do an amazing job at keeping a diverse selection on hand. You can even purchase artwork from the monthly featured artist. District East is located on Northeast Street in Frederick in the same shopping center as Family Mill and Rockwell Brewery. You can find today's beer lists on the District East Facebook page or at www.districteast.beer To all you craft breweries, wineries, and distilleries out there, listen up. Atlantic Custom Solutions is the real deal in providing you branded growlers, ceramics, glassware, and accessories like koozies, coasters, and keychains. Their high-definition digital printing, organic ink, and low-fire process ensures your brand is printed in ultra-high definition, giving you a one-up on the competition. We've used Atlantic Custom Solutions for uncapped branded glassware and couldn't be happier with it. Check them out. Visit www.brandmybeverage.com or give them a call at 434-286-4500 to learn more about how they can help you brand your business. All right. So I know you are dying to tell me where did the name homemade come from? Oh, ecstatic. (laughs) um so yeah uh before homemade was a brewery or 
I was interested in brewing. I mean, I've been home brewing like six years now, but before we were brewery, I used to run a, a packaging design company called Homemade. It was made at home, aiding to you. Oh. Not to be confused, as some people are, made by hoes <laughs> or hoes that are maids. <laughs> Not to be confused. <laughs> some of that may have gone over my head after I <laughs> established this. But, um, but yeah, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So, yeah, when we were a packaging design company and I started getting into beer, um, I was kind of like, well, beer can be a packaged product. So let's make homemade brewing company an attachment to homemade packaging. Um, homemade packaging does somewhat still exist, but obviously I don't have time anymore to <laughs> facilitate that. Um, so, yeah, it turned into homemade brewing. Okay. And the concept was still a home brewer having a dream and aiding to the community pretty much. Were, were you doing that while you were brewing at um, the Bavarian Inn also, or was that pre-Bavarian Inn? Yeah, actually, um, it's interesting because they actually hired me as a almost like a recipe consultant. Okay. Um, we had met actually through Nick from Old Mother because um, he lives in Shepherdstown. And he wants everyone to live in Shepherdstown? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, everyone. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we met through that, and then Harry, the uh, lead brewer, uh, we got we got along really well, and I was looking for a part-time gig. They were looking for a little bit more recipe um, enhancements, and yeah, we kind of just started there and uh, got a good vibe and, yeah, continued the dream aspect of homemade. So actually, homemade has been in the works the last two and a half years as far as a brewer, a brewing. Um, but yeah, the first year was definitely just me dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> Like so, thinking I could do this all by myself, pretty much. <laughs> explain the logo. So the logo, um, which I here I can hold that. Uh, okay, can you perfect. see it? Can you see it? There we go. So uh, the logo is. Supposed Although to most people symbolize... listen to this, so they're not able to see what we're showing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we just have something in the camera. Um, the logo is actually a loose base tree that has five dots on it, and it represents the five senses. Oh. As humans that we have. So something that we try to do here at Homemade is a sensory-based experience and something that's important to us as well is hitting all of all the nails on the head rather than just based on appearance or just smell or taste, um, which is kind of a segue into the sound aspect of Homemade. Um I come from a sound design background, so I uh, license music for commercial and film. And what I noticed I started doing was I would make um, three or four versions off of one song uh, to pretty much culminate every single demographic. So I would take drums out of a piece, make like an ambient version. I would put horns in a piece, make it an orchestral like Hollywood version. Um, and then that kind of carried on to beer as well. I noticed myself making one big beer and then variations off of that as well to kind of hit multiple palettes. So wait, did you do that like selling your own pieces or yeah, like so selling other? I, that's uh, my own pieces. So okay. that's what I current. That's what I currently do. I'm a sound 
and I work for a lot of different third-party licensing libraries. Um, well, I did because now I'm doing this full time as well. <laughs> so I'm trying to find that balance. But uh, but yeah, so work you for third-party licensing libraries. So you can Sorry, teach. You cut out. Can you hear me now? Um, you did something on your phone, I think. I think someone's trying to call me, and it's muting the. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, okay. There we go. All right, can you hear me? Yep. There we go. All right. What was what was your question? Um, so you, what what software did you use? I use Logic Pro. Um, and also I like to do a DAW free. Um, so I have a lot of pedals. I'm mostly a percussionist. I play Rhodes piano, um, but use a lot of pedals. And so you don't know things, Adobe like, Premiere. So hardware and- <laughs> do I know Adobe Premiere? Yeah. <laughs> for music? Yeah. Well, I mean, basically, I'm just looking for someone that can teach me how to actually <laughs> make this funny. sound good. <laughs> <laughs> you have a better setup than I over here, sir. Yeah. Well, I, I, I could switch to using Logic to edit if you can teach me how to use that well. That's funny. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but right now, go. right now, I use Adobe Premiere. But... <laughs> You know, just looking for ways always to make this more professional. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, you sound good. Your your mids are clean. You know, there's not too much of a bass roll. <laughs> All right. Well, may, may, maybe I'll maybe I'll sit down with you sometime and you teach me some things. <laughs> that um, that sounds like it would be a miserable job, though. Only from what I know of, like from that world, which is almost nothing. But anytime it's ever talked about, is like how miserable. Right. It didn't it didn't start out that way. Um, but the market's getting oversaturated because anyone can make music on their computer. Um, so it didn't start off that way. I used to have a lot of fun with it until deadlines started being a thing. <laughs> and, and and then it became like a a time. Yeah, time a time factor. You can't rush inspiration as inspiration has no timing. So it became a backseat thing for me. Um, not that I'm the end game for me is always to go back to music, but in, in due time, (laughs) like this is our, our next stepping stone and homemade for me. Um, COVID definitely hit us for a loop, but homemade for me, the end game is a, um, more of like a event space farm brewery oh, that nice. can cater to multiple demographics, have original musicians, um, and just a, a bigger conglomerate community, community thing. Um, so this is a stepping stone into that. So d- do you want to make a new theme intro music for me? Yeah, well. I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> it's only $1,200. <laughs> I don't have that much. <laughs> me either that's why it's twelve hundred dollars <laughs> um so you mentioned opening during a pandemic why'd you decide to do that it's funny you say that uh state asks us the same question the same way <laughs> that's hilarious like, are you serious like um we had signed a lease a week before covid oh jeez. so as much as i love lucas i wasn't gonna hang out with him for twenty twenty five thousand dollars a year yeah. just to hang out um so yeah the train so to speak was already on the tracks and yeah now it's just about adapting but it the- didn't um 
your opening was your opening slowed down at all because of covid or would you no matter what would you have been opening right now because anyone listening that doesn't know you've only been open for two weeks yeah so um, would you have been open sooner or the would... optimistic part of me would have said would like to say yes but because certain variables happen the way they did um no honestly yeah so uh, and hope i mean Obviously, you're opening right in probably one of the absolute worst parts of this timeline. But hopefully you're opening at a time when we're, please God, towards the end of this. And that, you know, it it gives you an extended soft opening. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. That's kind of what we're trying to treat this as as well. it's unfortunate because our neighbors right across the road, Kushwa, they've yet to do a grand opening. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's sad. So, so yeah, eventually when this thing clears up, we'd love to do something big, uh, big together, uh, for the community and realistically as well. So there's a lot of potential, but yeah, I mean, we want to keep everyone safe in our community. So we're not going to be those guys. So right off the bat, you're already canning. You have a little canning line. We have the cutest um, little canning machine. It's adorable. <laughs> um, I just wanted to go and pinch its cheek. Yeah, it's just so <laughs> What Was that in the plans from the beginning or was, in, the was that an not adaptation? Yeah, not within the first year. Um, we were going to do the old school October hand canning every single one. Um, but we realized that it it was only going to get worse and we're glad that we did because the turnaround time on those was a while. So we got it perfect timing as well for us to be able to put 80% of our stuff in cans to go if need be. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's going to be huge for you because I mean, by law for, (laughs) actually, I don't know what Washington County hasn't been as restrictive as a lot of the rest of the state, right? Not yet, but it's any day now. Yeah. We're, we're just going to wait in. Yeah. So th- thankfully you have, you, you opened with that option right off the bat that you right. have canned right. product. Um, yep. and well, when will this come out? This will come out next week sometime. So last week you released, um, your honey bunches of beer. Indeed. Indeed. So is there a lot of that? Will that still be around right now? Yeah, that'll definitely be around. Okay. Um, We've brewed an extra amount just to make sure that that's the case. Um, highly requested beer. We were actually just waiting on labels to come in, and it sucks because we could have sold a whole bunch yesterday, but labels <laughs> weren't <laughs> here. And then today is a snow day. So, um, but yeah, I mean, there's plenty of it to go around, and we're very, very happy with the beer, especially the first one being in cans uh, as far as such a popular beer for us from the festivals that we did. It looks like the snow may have actually slowed down here. Oh, it's still, it's still alive here. Oh yeah. You're still getting it. <laughs> um, although I think you guys are supposed to get like twice as much as we are only, yeah. only a half hour away, but that, uh, that mountain Ridge is a, a yeah, clear it del- yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It it allows a lot more to dump on you guys than us. Yep. So I had a question, I lost it. 
because anyone keeping track these last couple you had a question yeah <laughs> this so it is <laughs> this couple uh couple swigs i have left in this class are the end of that crowler <laughs> um oh that's what um what size is your brew house uh three and a half barrel so we're we're, we're small we are small. If anyone listening has any seven barrels to get rid of, <laughs> <do>. contact Stephen <laughs> at homemadebrewing.com. There are um, there are a lot of breweries that are large right now that started that small though, and yeah. and graduated quickly. So yeah. I, I feel like we kind of saw that with Kushwa's model as well. Yeah. Um, oh. So we ended up taking over all their equipment here in the tap room as well. So maybe if they move to somewhere big, you can just move back to <laughs> just follow them around as there. they grow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, we joke about it every day. That's fine. <laughs> um, so you, oh, that's right. I mean, we were talking about that. You, you basically, so any, anyone who doesn't know where homemade is, if you've ever been to Kushwa prior to this year, you've been to homemade. Um, yep. And if you've been to the new Kushwa, they're right in front of where uh kushwa is yep so directly in front is um is all of that equipment there theirs or did you add to it where uh, was theirs it's obviously yours now <laughs> yeah i was gonna say well it's not anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah actually everything in here right now is theirs and like i said we're actually looking at expanding already um so that's that's where that selfish plug came yeah. in <laughs> any sevens out there um yeah we took we took over everything um you know the idea of installation and shipping and originally doing everything from the ground up quickly became a little easier with everything just sitting there us. waiting for yeah. you yeah so and really all we did was uh redo the kind of the paneling and the brew house restructure everything and um redo the trench drains as well it's such a, it's so crazy that like any other industry if there was well established popular competition right beside you it would be detrimental for you to open there yeah but yeah, with like, breweries be nice every day <laughs> but for some reason like with breweries it's actually helpful for you to yeah. open up right next to them absolutely and it's funny we we have this conversation daily as well as far as you know, you look at a lot of the most successful breweries, there's generally a conglomerate around them. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, even though it seems like it should be a competition based, it's definitely more communal, um, especially in the sense that everyone does something a little differently. And, you know, characters are different, vibes are different. And I think that speaks to a lot of humans because, you know, you don't want to go to the same cookie cutter place every time. It's, it's nice to see some diversity as well. And so how would you describe homemade's vibe? Cause you definitely, um, you definitely have one. You're not, when you walk into homemade, it is not a sterile environment. Oh, you're saying we're dirty. Okay. <laughs> That's exactly what I meant. <laughs> it, the place was filthy. Um, I could not wait to get out of there. Right. <laughs> the bathrooms are terrible. One star. Um, <laughs> no, we, uh, I don't know. I, I, I really like to, I really, I really like this place to be some somewhere for creatives, but not necessarily exclusively for creatives. 
Um, I get made fun of all the time for this, but something for normies and the weirdos, pretty much, <laughs> is uh, it's not supposed to be an artsy place, but it's not supposed to be sterile. Uh, it's just something for everyone without it being busy. Um, obviously, our prime focus is the beer itself, yeah. but as far as uh, the environment, like I mentioned earlier, uh, we try to be more of a sensory experience. So little things in here we want to implement, uh, you know, anything from clean air, like air purifiers, to the sound going on in the background, the visuals, the beer itself. Yeah, that's um, that's how I would describe it. Like the creative, artsy type of vibe without the pretension. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's definitely it. Uh, Sometimes it's a hard in between because it seems like you're faking it, but yeah. uh, especially when you're trying to cater to multiple demographics. Yeah. But, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, someone asked me that the other day, like, "What's the feeling?" While they were sitting in here, and I'm like, "I don't know. Mean? What do you feel?" <laughs> yeah, you tell me. Like, <laughs> you tell me. Well, the crowd, the crowler is officially empty. Nice. I definitely am glad I went with the six and not the eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what what's the first craft beer you ever had that you like that you think back to and love? Mm. What got you into craft beer? I don't know if it is. Is Pilsner or Kell considered a craft beer? I mean, it's not. Um, I don't think it is. Is it? Probably by definition not. Um, but I would I wouldn't call it macro. Like, oh, they're huge. Yeah. That's it's like well made though. I mean, it's, um, it's kind of like where Guinness lives. It's well, it's well crafted. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, I mean, I would I would put it in like the, it's it lives in that same realm that Guinness lives in, where they're right. humongous, but right. yeah. it's not garbage beer like you typically get from the large macro breweries. Yeah, I would say that. Um, so no, it doesn't count. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, to answer your question. I can't really remember my first one, but I do remember my first brand that I fell in love with, and it was probably Dogfish Head, as okay. far as them being more culinary-based in their ingredient approach. Um, that fascinated me right off the bat, and I remember like trying everything. I didn't like everything, but I do remember you know, going out of my way to see what they had to offer, and I kind of like backtracked from there like went to normal style traditional beers after i like tried their version of it which you can almost even tell like homemade is very similar in that sense so i went to a conference uh for beer writing that he did he no he didn't keynote he just i think he did a talk or something on and he did have you ever seen the um on twitter uh instagram and facebook they do ask dogfish things yeah. where you can yeah. like you can ask him quite yeah. well he did one of those from the conference and it, oh, but he started with just taking questions from us um nice. and someone asked him if there was ever an ingredient that was too crazy for him to put into a beer <laughs> and i loved his answer because it was um it was i try not to think about that because <laughs> the right side of my brain would be like mm -hmm. no you absolutely can't do that 
while the left side yep. would be shut the f up. That's what we're doing right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's actually my sentiment, pretty much about beer approach is because I, you know, I, I am, I do talk about how much I love tradition, but then I'll make beers that are like, like people are like, that's not even traditional, buddy. <laughs> but the respect is always there. But like you said, the right and the left combining together becomes that self like conversation of, well, why not though? Yeah. <laughs> then you dissect it from there. Sometimes you learn, Oh, that's why. And so then th sometimes you learn, Oh, this is the best beer. I've ever tried in this style. I think and subject, subjectively. I think he landed on um, bodily fluids is where he would draw the line. <laughs> yeah, but didn't they like spit in one of their first yeah, years? Yeah, so that actually but, doesn't even count the yeah, ch like, chicha. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I want I I want to have him on Sam Caligioni on Uncapped so bad, and he agreed to when I talked to him in person. And then he didn't nice. respond to my emails. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't remember a dude named Chris? No, he didn't. <laughs> huh? Oh yeah, like next time you talk to him, ask him about our collab. Okay. <laughs> oh, made in dogfish. <laughs> I mean, crazier things have probably happened. Actually, they do collabs with some really tiny places yeah, that I've seen, so it's possible. No, real. Next time you talk to yeah, Sam, I will. It, I mean, it probably will be no time soon. Although right. I do need to, I, I need to just email them. I, again like now it's easier that i can do it remotely like That's i was, true, yeah. I just emailed um stone and was like hey i'd really like to interview greg cook and they got back to me and set it up so oh nice i nice. think i'll i guess i'll just try with sam again <laughs> yeah. just keep doing it until yeah, every like you. just set a <laughs> yeah. set a script that just once a week emails <laughs> Hey, remember me? You told me that you would talk to me. <laughs> Where'd you go? <laughs> With your, uh, yeah, your cover letter and photo on there. <laughs> and glitter. <laughs> yeah, just full of glitter. You're not yeah. going to forget me now, are you? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, speaking of collabs, um, that is something really the cool. Transition. Yeah, perfect. Thank you for <laughs> yeah. that. Although That's you made good. it much less seamless by pointing it out. Good transition, Chris. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I don't follow beer that closely in other areas. I, I stay pretty singularly focused on Maryland. Um, and there's my camera going out again. So we will just, while I'm talking, people will get to look at you. Um, so at least in Maryland, it that is... One awesome thing that has been happening a lot lately. <laughs> Could you look any more <laughs> weird? Um, that breweries that are going to open have the opportunity to do collaborations with breweries all across the state and get their name out there. How, um, whose hand is that? Is that Lucas? It is. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Lucas. <laughs> oh anyone just listening everyone listening to this is missing out on the creepiness that just took place <laughs> i wouldn't say they're missing it yeah right all right you didn't get to see um <laughs> how um i still my camera still hasn't decided to start working again how um how beneficial do you think that has been to you Oh, very. Uh, 
yeah, I kind of mentioned to you earlier, but uh, we were in this weird position of we were waiting on licensing to come in. We figured during COVID we had the time. And so we decided to do our, our floor. And then licensing all of a sudden came in, like out of nowhere. And so now we were held up on our trench drains and flooring. Uh, long story short there, supposed to be done by one day, didn't get done, which made like two, three week interval of inspection and all that fun stuff. But um, that turned into um, our friends and us reaching out to, to our friends uh, and asking if we could collab or them offering a collab. So utilizing their tank time to get some beer in so we could split. And that way we could open strong and not have to wait for our, our beers to finish in our tanks currently, but still have a joint Punison product that we could uh, promote both brands with. Um, but yeah, I mean, the community really, really went above and beyond, to be honest with you, like to help us get beer in the tanks and out into the distro and the market as well. Yeah, because it's not like they were just tiny little breweries that no, yeah, you were but, working yeah. with. Uh, you mentioned and it's already not like they had the, just extra tank time to do yeah. said thing. So um, like no one, one tank time. Um, with Kid Chameleon, you already knit Solace, not a tiny yeah. brewery, pretty big yeah. brewery down in Virginia. Um, Absolutely, your friends to the right behind you, Kushwa. A lot of people have heard of them. They're not a tiny little brewery. Yeah. Fairly, fairly yeah. popular. I think a couple of people might like them. Yeah, um, they may just do the best New England style IPAs in Maryland. <laughs> I don't know. Something about that. <laughs> uh, Crooked Crab, who is on fire right awesome now. Dudes. Yeah, they, awesome dudes. And the the name of the beer and the logo is just fantastic. Are they from Maryland? Crooked Crab. I'm just messing I was, with you. I was like, I was like, did you make a beer with them? Like, you, you had me so confused. I mean, there's, there's only one beer name and label better than uh, Bicycle Minotaur. Can you guess what oh, it is? Sands Jams. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> another selfless promotion here. Coming to you again this spring, maybe end of winter. <laughs> Hey, why didn't you bring us any sand stamps, man? Uh, that's gone. It's been gone oh, for a while. Right. Sorry. I'll br- I will. Right. I promise, and I will forget. So if you see when it's announced, remind <laughs> you said me. I promise, and I will forget as well. <laughs> I, I will when it's when when the next iteration of it is made. I will bring you some. Right on. Um. Yeah, so that, we, is, uh, that is Lucas. Sellers as also well. tiny little brewery probably haven't heard yeah, of them super, yeah, never beer, beer communities never heard of them they, they did not write the book on sours or ipas, or IPAs. Yeah. <laughs> no um, actually i'm gonna sh- huge shout out to um to michael and scott because the whole time we were brewing that beer we were joking about how beer to guard sells so well <laughs> <laughs> um but honestly it's been a, a really good seller here and it's a beer that tastes like beer, which is quite delicious. Quite delicious. Do people like that? Uh, we didn't think that they did, but sales are proving otherwise. Hmm. Cool. So, <laughs> Did you think about putting a fruit in it? Mm. <laughs> we, we wanted a cannon, put you on the label. <laughs> <laughs> that apparently, I mean, I don't know if it's good or bad. It, apparently it must be good because people keep doing it, so... It's a thing, yeah. 
<laughs> I'm on, I think, uh, I think this, whoa, dear. Oh, thank it's God I finished that crowler since I just knocked it over. Um, I think this one, Super Hype Bros 3, was number 12. Nice. Nice. Um, so that is Lucas that has joined us. How long have you been growing that beard, Lucas? Um, this was like four, five, maybe. <laughs> I'm Appalachian and like uh Oh you're not allowed You're not allowed to Drive safe, man. shave. What's that? You're not allowed to shave then. Or you don't hey, have man, shavers have you seen, or some have you seen the Santa Claus? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> So just you shave it <laughs> so, and it just comes back? <laughs> yeah, it just happens, man. It sucks. Have you watched the movie um Hillbilly Elegy? I have not, not yet. No. It was a good movie. I liked it, even though it was like universally <laughs> hated by uh, movie reviewers. <laughs> Which is the reason you love it. Probably. I, well, I didn't know until after I had watched it. I just wanted to look up. I didn't know how accurate it was to um, the guy the guy who wrote it. It was based on his memoir. So I just wanted to see how accurate the movie was to his memoir. Um, and then, uh, then I just found how much... like movie reviewers hated it <laughs> but great. i thought it was interesting um so you've been open for two weeks how how has that gone it's 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 gone um <laughs> yeah pretty busy the first week and a half uh this latest covid scare has definitely been a weird one pretty much everyone in washington county uh has eased up on the breweries for sure. Um, but yeah, going back to the community thing, we actually have like Antietam and Kushwag coming here to support us as well. Um, and Upper Stem. And Upper Stem and sending people our way as well. Oh, I, need, I haven't, I don't think I've had beer from Upper Stem yet. I need to reach out to them. I haven't had. Uh, Dan makes extremely good and actually, actually traditional beer <laughs> uh, yeah. not with like, some weird yeast thrown yeah, into not it like with some hybrid uh no he makes extremely good beer. not like that crap um, that homemade's doing down the street <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah uh upper stem has been awesome actually we have a dark saison coming coming out at the end of the year with them Oh, shoot, it is the end of the year. Yeah, I was going to say, you it's, don't have much time. <laughs> the middle of January, should I say. <laughs> We've lost all concept of time. What is recently, time? So. Yeah. I, I have no idea when when is anymore. <laughs> yeah, when is. <laughs> um, where, where are they located? Uh, Leitersburg Pike in Hagerstown, uh, right across from Leitersburg Cinema. Actually. Oh, okay. I, t yeah. I, I took my daughter there once. Um, and as we were going there, her response was, Dad, why are you taking me out into the sticks to watch a movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely that. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a great theater. And now they opened like Warehouse Cinemas in Frederick. And it's amazing. I just wish yeah. I could go more often. Yeah. And I'm sure that one smells less like cow manure way less the there's, yeah. <laughs> there, there's um, no no cow manure near the near there <laughs> but yeah out. yeah you are but uh yeah upper stem real quick uh they have a farm brewery 
Okay. And plenty of seating, solid beer. And yeah, I've only heard awesome, great things about awesome them. Couple too. You have to. I have to have you put me in touch with them so I can have them we'll on. Do. Uh, so have have there been many people that stopped by in the last two weeks, or has it been pretty lackluster yeah. due to people being afraid to go out in public? Kind of both. Um, typical of every, I guess, uh, brewery or bar, yeah, establishment. You know, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays are pretty pretty busy. Okay. Sunday is a hit or miss because we're not a sports bar, um, and then. We just started doing Tuesday and Wednesdays, but yeah, today's Wednesday and it's snowing, so we're closing early <laughs> today. Um, so we're still learning. Again, only being less than a month open, um, we've already added hours uh, to hopefully help and compensate for people who aren't necessarily wanting to come during the weekends yeah. or when it's busier, um, since Lucas and I are here anyways all the time. Uh, yeah all the time <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i know i think i when i texted you like i'm there every day eight to ten o'clock i'm like oh all right <laughs> why do you even yeah. bother leaving then <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i have a shower man you got a shower <clears throat> what is that <laughs> uh, once a week <laughs> i actually live right down the road so it's convenient for me but yeah i worry about old mucus lucas over here that's such an endearing <laughs> nickname. <laughs> it's either that or Dookie Lukey, so your choice. Uh, I mean, it's really <laughs> exactly. it's like half dozen, six of the other. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> People never forget Lucas. Is, <laughs> is um, have you have you sent beer out to anywhere else, or is it all just at the brewery now? Um. Well, I mean, I guess obviously we the have, collaboration, some of that's out. Exactly. In the world. So, yeah, some of that's out on the market right now. Um, we're going to do a little bit of local distribution, but because, you know, taproom sales are important for us yeah. as a small brewery, uh, most of it will come out of the taproom. But, but yeah, we we're, we're, there's a few accounts that we want to get uh, locally around here, um, do our best because we are limited on beer to get them a decent amount. Lucas, what is the craft beer that got you in the craft beer? I'm a funny guy. Uh, no, but uh, I was at a little dive bar in West Virginia called the Purple Fiddle, um, and they only had local beers there. So I go up and I order a Yingling, and she's like, we have this Yingling bottle, but it's $7, and I'm like, yeah, I'm cheap. So I'm like, oh, what else you got? She's like, we have this microbrew brewed right down the road it's 350 and it was i was like all right cool so i took that and it was an ipa and it was like eight percent so i kind of like chugged it down not digging it but by the time i got to the second one being that it was eight percent i kind of dug it tastes a lot better that, yeah yeah for sure but after that i kind of got into the chasing the super bitter ipas um it was mountain state seneca rock never heard of it um so they're from West Virginia, man. You gotta you gotta leave okay. Maryland every once in a while. I don't. We'll take though. it. Take it. <laughs> uh, that's cool. There's a lot of good beer here, man. It's hard. Yeah, uh, I mean, really, I I I don't leave Frederick often, so like, trying to tell me to leave Maryland is just <laughs> I, I don't even know what you're talking about. You're speaking another yeah. language. We're lucky we got him this time. But yeah, <laughs> yeah man. After that, it was uh, the, the 
the typical ones, man. I got into two hearted pretty, pretty intense and, uh, Sierra Nevada pale ale is always a staple in my fridge. So, so, um, Stephen was telling us that you were brewing in Columbus for a while. Um, yeah. were you there whenever the, when the craft beer scene there really started to take off? So I started brewing in Columbus around 2015. Um, right when, uh, like stone was looking at coming, coming to Columbus. Um, and because they wanted to come, they switched around the laws a lot that made it a little bit easier for us to brew, you know, what we wanted. Uh, we could grew, brew higher gravity stuff. Uh, distribution was a little bit easier. So it kind of helped everything blow up. They didn't choose us. They went to Richmond, which, <laughs> you know, oh, whatever. Well. But then Brewdog came and, uh, right. you know, did the same concept. Yeah, they kind of did the same thing. And, and Brewdog is pretty awesome. They helped out like a lot of the local breweries. Um, they would always have local stuff on tap there. So it was, it was a cool time, man. I think there's like 60 some breweries in Columbus now. Yeah, it's like all over the place now. Twenty of them. Yeah, yeah. I really want to stay at the Brew Dog uh, Hotel. It's I couldn't. I never stayed there, but it's. I mean, that's an incredible brewery, man. It's so awesome. Um. So, did Ohio have laws that you could only have a certain percent uh, beer? Um. Well, before Stone and Brew Dog came, it was twelve percent. After that, okay. We, so, I, I mean, it was still pretty high. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's still 12%. I mean. It's funny you would say that, how helpful they were, because BrewDog seems to get a lot of hate lately. They, I've, uh, I mean, I've met people from the bottom to the top of BrewDog, and they've all been super, they were all pretty awesome. I, you know. That's usually how it works. The hate's always somewhere. People are haters, but they <laughs> yeah, were nothing basically. but nice to me. Awesome. Well, gentlemen, I, um... I want to thank you so much for your time. Unless, is there anything else you guys want to cover? Anything I didn't ask you that? Uh, yeah, it was your birthday recently. It so. was. <laughs> That's so, what. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason this is here. I assumed it was just for your opening. So, but thank you. <laughs> we had this for your birthday. Yeah. But, but, you know, yeah then no. my then my back decided to not work and. <laughs> everything we got the way well yeah actually i mean it's it's definitely glad we pushed it off to this week because i recorded some last week i don't think they're quite as good because i was still kind of loopy in the head from muscle relaxers and stuff so it's a good thing <laughs> we just on the way home we, right. it's a good thing we just pushed it off to this week <laughs> <laughs> we, um, we didn't go into too many personal things i guess that's good yeah <laughs> um yeah so yeah um i look forward to I, I think a year from now we should have you guys on again and do a retrospective of what it was like from opening in the pandemic to being closed the heights that you've re you reached <laughs> after it after the yeah after going out of business because of every <laughs> um where you've reached to that point once this is cleared up and people are pouring into the tap room. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think um, once the word gets out about how good your beer is, you guys are going to do amazing. Um, I enjoyed this crowler of Kid Chameleon 
and I'm, I may just go drink the crowd that other crowler tonight too. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> it's not like I'm gonna go anywhere. Guard <laughs> the beard. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for your time today, gentlemen. Uh, thank you for ignoring us for most of the episode, locusts, and uh. <laughs> Thank you, uh, everyone, for watching and listening. Come up with excuses, but I, I have mine. Cheers. Awesome. Cheers, brother. Have a good one. <laughs> the Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook, and if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. Oh my God, that's good.